here with Beta Nelson live from Budapest, uh, where you just finished your first ever ISL match. Um, take me through, take me through the two days. How, how did it go compared to what you were expecting? no expectations just because I wasn't a part of the league last year. I just graduated from college, but I was super excited that the ISL kind of offers what college swimming was, but on a professional level. Um, and obviously the travel was crazy. You, you talked to my teammates last night. Some of them had a hard time getting here, but as soon as we adjusted to the time, you know, started sleeping regularly at night, got some good meals in us, got a little bit of training in before the meet. We were all super pumped to go out there and rip it. So um, it was super fun. I mean, obviously the atmosphere is different than the ISL was last year. It's not a packed arena. So we had to kind of create our own energy. But at my team, I did the best job doing that. And I think that translated to our swimming. So um I mean, obviously it's a new thing for me. I'm a new professional. I'm still learning exactly how to navigate that. But I think this is a really cool experience for me to get adjusted to that, look around, see what my fellow athletes are doing, kind of learn from them. So I was very excited and it was very fun. So um, <clears throat> you placed second in the hundred back to your teammate, Olivia Smoliga. You placed second in the 200 back next to Emily Seabom, who, you know, multiple time world champion, Olympian. Um, what was it like racing, you know, some competitors you've raced before and then some brand new competitor competitors with, you know, serious professional pedigrees. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't intimidated because I was, um, you know, Emily is somebody I've seen on the world stage for years. She's a seasoned veteran. And um, I honestly didn't even know if she'd be here because a lot of the Aussies aren't competing in the season. So I was pleasantly surprised to see her and be able to swim next to her. Um, we obviously swim the race a little differently, but um, you know, she and pushed me and it was a really tight race. And I love that. Um, so to race against and Olivia and I didn't really cr cr cross paths in college because she was a little older than I am but I have raced against her a lot on U.S. soil so um, I mean it was super fun racing with Smogs because she's just super fun super bubbly you know gives good energy behind the scenes got me ready to race you know we were going to go out there and steal some points she said so um you know, it's, it's a different atmosphere than anything I've ever raced in before, but I'm just kind of taking it one by one and, you know, taking every competitor as they come and trying to hold my own. So, yeah. Uh, are, are you confident that, uh, that you might get to finally get into a skins race during one of these competitions? Oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, last night was my favorite part of the whole meet was watching the skins. So, um, I mean, heart rate, like 200, the whole dang time. I was so excited for my teammates to get to do it. Um, you know, watching Coleman swim cause he's a rookie too. It was just really fun to kind of see the energy that that 
brings. And I grew up doing a meet in Wisconsin that they allow us to swim skins of every single stroke. And I would swim, they do it a little differently. So I think it goes like eight, six, four, two. And so every year I do like flyback breast free. I wouldn't make it through all the rounds, but, um, yeah, so I grew up doing skin like events and I'm super excited now at the professional level that they're letting us do it. And also excited about the addition of the hundred IM can't wait to do that one. Um, so it, it should be fun. Yeah. I, that's, I think we, I think the U S needs to start incorporating more skins type races, uh, because it seems super fun for the athletes. It seems super fun for the teammates of the athletes who are competing. Like you said, I mean, it's just so cool. And, and the ISL does such a good job. It seems like of making that kind of the premier event you want to be a part of the skins races. Um, for sure. So, so, so the Cali Condors, uh, like you said, Coleman, you've got Coleman Stewart, you've got, you guys have a ton of, of rookies who are coming off of really successful NCAA careers. Has that been helpful, helpful for you just to have, to know that you have a, a lot of teammates who are kind of on your same page? Yeah. I mean, I'm in a little bit of a different position than a lot of them because I'm somebody who hasn't made a senior level national team. So I'm honestly getting to know most of my teammates on like a personal level, just getting here. But it is really nice having people my age who just got out of college are making this transition just as I am. Um, Erica and Veronica and Coleman. And, you know, we have a bunch of rookies. So um, it's really cool because, you know, we've never experienced this before. And then we all get to kind of experience it alongside each other, obviously with the veterans helping us along the way. You know, Lily said like taking us under their wing literally and you know that's what that's what they're doing so um I think it's gonna take a little more time obviously we've only been here about a week to like totally integrate rookie into veteran but I think that's for every team but I am really impressed with how much our team meshed just like immediately off getting here um and I'm kind of uh an introverted person. So when I don't know a lot of people, I tend to kind of like close myself off and I'm trying to push the boundary in, in that sense and just kind of get out there and socialize and get to know everybody. So that's my biggest challenge being here is just kind of putting myself out there. Um, but it's super fun and it's really cool to get to know all these elite level athletes on a personal level. So. Definitely. Uh, so you talked a little bit about it, but, um, with this being your first, you know, kind of big international type trip, um, how, how have you been able to adjust to, you know, being able to get up and race at a very high level with at the same time, not being in your own home, not sleeping in your own bed, not eating your own food. Um, what, what has been integral for you to make that adjustment? Um, I think, um, you know, at first it was a little bit chaotic because we were all just trying to get here. We didn't know what the logistics of everything looked like. We weren't sure what the accommodations would be like or kind of what our schedule would be on a daily basis. So everyone kind of came into it just being open-minded and ready for whatever was to come. Um, my first couple of days were rough because I have a very sensitive stomach. So the food is great, but it's different. So um, yeah. I kind of had to adjust to that. 
I wasn't sleeping through the night, so I was pretty exhausted. And obviously the travel was pretty long, so it takes a couple days to get used to that. But um, I mean, I think that new experiences are opportunities for me to learn and being uncomfortable is where I'm going to grow the most. So I'm kind of taking that like bull by the horns and just embracing being uncomfortable. And I mean, I think the veterans helping me and just talking to me and, you know, giving me little tips and tricks along the way have really helped. Um, obviously, like you said, this is my first time for a, other than junior worlds, like four or five years ago, being away from home, away from comfortability, away from what I know um, with a totally new group of people. But I'm a competitor and I love to race and it's been six long months since I've gotten to get up and race. So um, I was a little stiff on night one. You know, it's pretty intimidating, the lights and the fog and, you know, the announcing and everything. It's very different, but it was super fun. And I'm super excited to continue swimming and racing. Um, it's honestly going to be me getting in my own way. That's going to prevent me from being successful here. So I just have to remain confident, trust what I'm doing and believe in myself and then allow my teammates to give me energy and we'll keep the ball rolling. So. Uh, I love it. Like you said, it's been six months without racing. You know, I said at the beginning, I'm just as a swim fan, I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. ISL. <laughs> I've missed yeah, racing sure. so much. Um, and, and I haven't talked to you since really like the very beginning, um, of, of all this quarantine period, um, to give me a little breakdown of, of what your last six months looked like. Were you able to get in a pool? Were you able to swim? I know you were at home the last time I talked to you. What, what, what's, what's been going on from then to now? Yeah. So last time I talked to you, I was at home, like full quarantine, swimming in like a backyard pool, um, doing what I could. And then um, a lot of the summer pools kind of opened and we're like, renting out to UW, to club teams around the area. So we got lucky. Me, Cam Tyso, and Allie McHugh, who are the pros at UW, got a chance to swim in summer league pool on a consistent basis. So I was training pretty regularly. Um, I think that still volume was a little lower just because, you know, we're coming off like a really weird inconsistent period of training. So, um, but then we got kind of back into normalcy. The only thing that was still a little bit um, different was lifting and out of the water stuff. We didn't have a lot of accessibility there. I was just kind of doing stuff at home in my like family homes, basement gym equipment setup. <laughs> so it was kind of makeshift, but you make do. Um, and then halfway through that period of like training, I can't even remember when it was exactly, but um, I had a pretty intense muscle spasm in my back, which led to me figuring out that I've got some issues going on with my ribs. They thought it was stress fractures. They weren't totally sure if it was just or what was going on, but I did deal with a little bit of that. So I had a period of time where I kind of backed off training, just trying to prioritize my body to prepare for the ISL season. Um, you know, I'm still not 100%, but I am really impressed with how I swam considering the circumstances. But I was very lucky that a week and a half before I left for the ISL, we got into our new facility at UW, and it was a dream come true. I've been waiting six nice. years to get in there. Um, so it's nice that when I do come home, I'll have a consistent place to train, a team to train with, a coach to train with. You know, everything will be pretty much normal for me when I get back. So that's really exciting. Um, 
but yeah, during this trip, I'm just going to keep managing my health and my body. And it's been doing pretty, pretty good so far. I, we have a great staff here, medical staff, massage therapist, doc that works with us whenever we need. So I feel pretty taken care of, but yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy couple months, Coleman, but we're, we're (laughs) kicking it. (laughs) That's, that's really great to hear. you know, injury, obviously you don't wish that on anyone. That's never fun to deal with, but um, it's, it's cool that it, it seems like you've been able to at least partially recover something. You know, when I was with the ISL, something that I found super interesting was that you have these teams of 30 plus athletes and in between the meets, everyone still has to swim. Everyone still has to train, but like, there's like, you know, two, three coaches there. Right. And so, um, everyone's kind of, again, as a professional athlete, you, you start kind of managing yourself and, and knowing what your body needs, what you need on this particular day. Um, as, as a new pro, how have you managed that so far? Have you been talking with Yuri or talking with the coaches there about what, what you need to do that day? Do you have training partners? What, what is just the normal, the normal swimming outside of competition looked like for you so far? Yeah. I mean, it's only been a couple of days, so we're kind of just making it work. We have a lot of space because our team gets a dedicated pool all to ourselves during our training time. So we have a lot of space to spread out. We obviously have a couple groups here, like the Florida pros. A lot of them are together. The Georgia pros, a lot of them are together. The Tennessee Vols, they've got a good squad. So um, I kind of uh, am a floater, as you might say. I obviously here on my own, um, but I communicate uh, pretty regularly with my coaches back home, Christy Breger and obviously Yuri. Um, and they kind of give me an, a, a rough idea of what I should be doing that day or what we would normally be doing. Um, Yuri communicated a lot with one of our coaches, Allison Beebe, who was um, on a lot of team staffs with him in the past. And, you know, he felt like we collaborate, he collaborated with her pretty well. So she's been kind of guiding me along. John T is our head coach and he's awesome, super flexible, always checking in on what we need. Um, I trained last week mostly with Erica Brown, who was kind of here our own because Megan and Molly got here a little later. So we were kind of on the same page. So that was how it was this past week. Um, but you know, it kind of is just going to depend on where I'm at, how I'm feeling, what my coaches want and what the rest of the team is doing. And then I kind of just fit myself in there, um, try and avoid swimming on my own for the next like five weeks because I love to have training partners but if I have to do what I have to do then you know they put us in a lane we'll split lanes or I get my own space to do what I got to do so I mean everybody here's just operating at whatever level is comfortable for them or what's in what they need to get done um and that's pretty cool to see um it just shows the professionalism of all the athletes that are here you know they're taking care of themselves um the way they need to and that's how they can swim fast so I just got to do the same, but, um, yeah, I, I'm just kind of going with the flow. I'm kind of a planner. So it's a little odd for me. I like to kind of know the structure of everything, but, um, we're going to get some good training here and it's cool to work with other coaches and athletes other than what I'm comfortable and used to, but yeah, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. In that same vein, um, you know, uh, in, in, especially from the, coming from the U S you know, we're very NCAA focused, Olympic focused. Um, you know, there's that big in season, you're not always like supposed to go fast, right. You're in heavy training. Um, and then you're in, 
you're now, now you're in this environment at the ISL where you're supposed to go fast once a week, you know, six for six weeks in a row. Um, how, how, how are you thinking maybe so far and moving forward? Um, you know, what does that balance look like from a training perspective of trying to still get the reps in, so to speak, but also wanting to perform on a, on a regular basis? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just going to kind of play it by ear, but I'm kind of used to this. My first few years in college, we've raced like every week, if not every two weeks. So like this constant, like competing and wanting to be good, but still getting the work in is not foreign to me. So, um, you know, it is different, but I've experienced something similar. I'm just kind of um, training as I usually would. And then, you know, I think the days leading into the meet or like we had a competition on Friday that started at four. So that morning, instead of doing a, a training session as I normally would, it was more of like a flush prepare for the meet type of thing. So everything else is basically normal. But um, I think I heard Ryan Murphy say this at one point when he was talking to people about the ISL, but he said they have like four hard training sessions a week and they're treating those two on Friday, Saturday as like hard fast training sessions for them and then the rest of the week they incorporate like two other ones in so it's just kind of basically incorporating what the meat is into your normal training and treating it as like a day that you would normally go fast and then just making that your regular schedule so so obviously it's different but this is all very different so um it's just kind of getting used to it um but i think that i'm gonna have no problem getting excited to race even though I'm also prioritizing my training here. So um, I just love it and can't wait to do another meet. <laughs> so I'm obviously going to spend this week training pretty hard as we all do. Um, I think maybe towards the end, like the finals, we might treat that more as like, okay, we're really preparing to like race fast. This isn't like a dual meet. This is like a meet that we want to perform at. Um, and I think that a lot of athletes will probably mirror that same attitude but um you know i think we all trained pretty hard going into this meet and we saw a lot of really impressive performances so we're just going to kind of continue that uh, moving forward so awesome well uh Bita, any parting thoughts before uh before we sign off here go doors <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh well thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk with me a little it was great catching up and Hopefully uh, we can bring you back after a few competitions and check in with you. For sure. Can't wait. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.